Doomed to Repeat is a Delta Green actual play podcast with violent themes in adult language. For a full list of trigger and content warnings, please check our show notes before each episode. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 18 of Doomed to Repeat. I'm Sergio, your handler. I'm Aaron A. Pabst, and I'm Agent Samuel. I'm Allegra, I'm Agent Tuck. I'm Amanda Dominic, and I'm Agent Boomer. I'm Caleb, and I'll be playing Agent Merritt. I'm Eli, and I'll be playing Agent Hyde. I'm Zakia, and I'll be playing Agent Warp. Recently, Spotify made it possible to rate and review the podcasts that you listen to. If you listen to us using Spotify, please make sure to rate us. Even if you don't use Spotify, it would mean a lot and really help the channel grow if you rated us there. And if you think a simple rating isn't enough to show your affection for us, there's always our Patreon, where, for as little as $2 a month, you can get full access to our Discord. We'd love to see you there. Now, let's begin. Please leave your message. I know I'm supposed to set a standard with these notes, but I'm sick of it. What's the point? Picture this. You've been completing the same task for yourself every day for your entire life. You're told this is because everyone is expected to complete it. You quickly realize into this long tenure that no one else does it. It's possible you're the only one. Fear permits you to continue. Duty asks it. And the underlying worry that should you stop, the world comes to an end, demands it. How long does it take before you stop to atrophy? I think it's happening to me. Today is when I stop. I'm losing taste for the ends I used to make meat. Downtime, if you can call it that, is over. We meet in a familiar place. Last time they lost my luggage bag. This time I arrive with half a soul in a meeting in a TSA interrogation room. I can't decide which is a poorer experience. Mallory informs us what we already know. She's back. Bauman's beloved, the specter that haunts my very decision to join this program. Mallory explains that this time there's footage. Marlene has stolen a cadaver and outgrown who we knew her as. The videotape taken from the hospital is especially damning towards our situation, and now we have a cleanup to perform. Boomer reveals that after this briefing, a clandestine meeting she was privy to with someone named Agent Charlie who opened our eyes, or hers rather, I'm still unclear on whether we're even supposed to know, to the fact that we are not actually a part of the program, or not the one we thought we were. March Industries, a money-grubbing organization dedicated to using otherworld tech to benefit humanity, and damn it, in the same breath, took over the program in the past and inputted new management. Agent Charlie claimed to be a part of Delta Green, a rebellious splinter cell, enemies of the program that have been leading a secret war ever since. Turns out, in addition to this, Boomer also found time to, in her words, omit some information. She'd been contacted by the D.O. personally to run errands, Mr. Pleasant. At the time, I was furious. That thing, that child, had I known... Even for a second had I known, I could have made any other decision. It was... It was never her fault, though. She just wanted out. I've been thinking about that concept lately, leaving. I don't think I could. I'm not made for it. But that time with Miranda, with her asleep next to me, the room gets so quiet. I start to think I hear old ghosts, and a part of me says to... Run. 
It's the heart, my mother's side, and unfortunately, it seldom wins. We split up. Warp going back to New York to secure the items related to our original case, myself and Tuck to investigate the local cop in the hospital, and Hyde, Boomer, and Sam to conduct preliminary research. We meet with Emil Brown, a local cop investigating the new case, and he gave us cursory information on everything he knew. He's a good man, unfortunately. At the hospital, myself and Tuck get a copy of the security footage and are introduced to a conspirator group called Phenomenex. Boomer has been working on a hoax angle for the case, so we plan to information with the group presently. Hyde, Boomer, and Sam do their own investigations at the hospital and learn through some of Sam Isle's powers just exactly how far Marlene's magic reaches. We reconvene at the police station and convince Emil to hand over additional evidence showing the placement of all the cadavers stolen by Marlene and the extra footage he has. We manage to get him to back down on telling the public. In the morgue, we're reintroduced to Mrs. Janowitz, the old woman from Bauman's apartment complex. We're about to make the drive out there now. I don't know where she is right now. But somewhere in this city is a killer waiting to take everything we love from us simply for the small coincidence of our existence. I can only hope that we are stronger killers. Orson. Agents Tuck, Merritt, and Samael, you entered this apartment that belonged to Evelyn Janowitz just a few moments ago, and you found a body. Because of that, Agent Hyde seemed to be overwhelmed and ran away. Agent Merritt, you sent Boomer to follow her, and the three of you investigated what was in this apartment. And just as you were planning to leave the body suddenly came to life and said, going so soon, and reached out. Agent Tuck, you have the ability on your turn to attempt to dodge this attack. I mean, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna dodge that, yes. Okay, so make that dodge roll and she's going to make her attack against you. Be kind. Success with a 38. Nice. She succeeded with a 36. And you know that the the higher roll wins, which means that Agent Tuck... I just barely got away. You see her suddenly animate, her eyes open, her hand reaches out to grab your throat, but you duck out of the way at the last second. Oh, shit. Let's talk about initiative. We all know that the high in, highest initiative goes. Um, I believe that Marlene has the highest initiative. However, that will, I, I will count that as her turn. He's being real nice today. What's happening? Guys, I'm fucking shaking. <laughs> this is the warm up. Agent Merritt, you have the highest 
Dex of the group with 12. You are next. What do you want to do? You see this body reanimating and beginning to sand. Uh, I think that Merritt is having the worst flashback to the back of the uh, Bauman cabin. He's imagining the muscle memory of pulling the trigger on his six hour, and he wants to make sure that he does it right this time. With the gun poised, he's going to target directly at her kneecaps the best that he can. He wants to shatter the knees uh, with two shots. Before you roll, I will remind you, you are about to pull a trigger and make a whole lot of noise in a very populated apartment building where at least two individuals have seen your face. What would you like to do? I'd like to pull the trigger. Can't do anything else. We'll clean it up later. Okay, Make make that attack. Yeah. A 39 is a success. Uh, You will succeed. Please deal your damage. She takes eight points of damage. Got a boy. Sure enough, your aim is true, and you fire at her kneecap, and it explodes, and she does seem to buckle. It seems to buckle uh, at the shot. Perfect. Next up is either Samael or Tut, whichever would like to go next. Well, it's given that my action was a dodge, uh, I don't have anything to do, so it's Sam. So Samael, you are looking on as a very loud shot is rung. All of your ears are now ringing from this extremely loud gunshot in a very small space. But it's your turn, Sam, what are you doing? Uh, yelling fuck as loudly as I possibly can. <laughs> and then I am, um, I have the, the elder sign uh, hanging off of my neck. Um, it doesn't appear to be doing anything to me right now, but what I would like to do is, um, if it's feasible, I would like to try to get it to Tuck or on to Tuck. Either, like, run behind her and drape it over her neck, uh, or pass it off to them in, su- in some way. I think that's easy enough to do if you want to take it off your neck and put it onto hers, sure. Okay, I can do- okay, so I'm gonna run by behind Tuck, transfer it to her neck, and then- Without stopping, I'm making a beeline for the kitchen. I, I assume that was probably my action to, to, to pass that off the tuck, but I will continue on to the kitchen. On Marlene's turn, she stands and, you know, reacts to the shot, but still seems to have a smile on their face and seems largely unfazed by the, the, the shot. Her gaze is focused on you, uh, Tuck. And she looks at you and takes a step forward to strike at you, but kind of pauses, looks at the the symbol, looks at you, and just says, Ah, so that's who has it. Blinks, turns to Samael, and leaps at him and attacks. Shit. 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 Uh, she is going to succeed unless you'd like to try to dodge. I would like to try the dodge. Okay. Go ahead and make a dodge roll. 38 out of 30. I rolled a 38 out of uh, 75. She succeeds. She is going to leap onto your back and just start clawing at you. That is four piercing damage, or just four damage to you. And I'm going to ask that you make a dexterity roll, or you're going to collapse on the ground from her weight. 48 out of 50. No, I'm sorry. 84 out of 50 is a failure. God dang it. Shit. This is a a relatively tall woman. She's close to 5'10". She leaps on you and you just collapse to the ground as she is digging into your back. Uh, Agent Merritt, you can see the 
kneecap wound that you have shot is slowly beginning to heal. Oh, son of a bitch. Fuck. God damn it. And it is your turn. Uh, I need to get uh, her off of Sam immediately because obviously we need to do something a little more nuclear if we're going to do anything to her. I'm going to quickly sling my SIG back into its holster, take my cane, get a hop, skip, run, and swing, golf swing as hard as I can at her fucking face. Uh, sounds like you're making a melee weapon a- attack. You, you know what? I'm better with my feet. Let, let's just make it a kick to the face. Uh, I'm going to use the cane for support. I'm going to prop myself up and kick her as hard as I can with my good leg. So that sounds like an unarmed combat strike. I have a success with an 18. Success with an 18. She's going to attempt... No, she's not going to attempt anything. She's going to take it. Uh, Go ahead and deal. I believe it's a D4 minus one. Uh, A three minus one is two. You kick her what feels like square in her face and her her entire head kind of tilts backwards. And you even hear like the crack in her neck of the the bones cracking. And she just kind of looks at you and smiles. As she's smiling at me, I'm going to do something I should have done last turn. Uh, You know, I'm going to try and sling out my SIG that's not in action or anything. I'm just prepping for next turn and immediately go, FBI, freeze! FBI, freeze! Just trying to get as loud as I can for the hallway. As her neck is kind of unnaturally craned back looking at you from your strike, she says, Make all the noise, Orson. All the noise that boy you killed couldn't! Why does she know things about us? It is Tuck's turn. Okay, 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 okay. She's on, is she still on top of? Oh yeah. Okay, I, so I I saw her recognize that whatever the elder sign is on the, on the necklace I have on, that she didn't like it. She did seem to react to it. Okay, so my plan is I'm going to try and slip uh, my arm up around her neck and like like grab her in a chokehold and yank her off him. Sounds like either unarmed combat or if you want to try to make like a strength roll. Uh, I'd rather take unarmed combat if I can. Come on, Jujitsu! That is going to be against her unarmed combat. 94, fail. Which is ridiculous because I have an 80 in fucking unarmed combat. Oh, shit. You're going, you're going in timeout for now. She she succeeds with an 18 holding on to Samael. Samael, on your turn, you are being attacked. You are maintaining yourself, but you do currently have Marlene on top of you. What are you doing? Um, well, I took the dodge action on my last turn, so that means I can't do anything right now. Is that correct? Right. Right. Would, oh, with, because I had to get, like, I have to get on her physically like chest to back to do the chokehold. Did the did the elder sign do anything? It's difficult to tell because she succeeded on her athletics check against you. She was able to kind of push you off. It's hard to tell at the moment what whether anything it's doing. But you did notice that she kind of reacted to the fact that you now had it and she attacked. Okay. That's right. I had to check anyway. <laughs> on her turn, she's going to continue tearing at Samuel. I feel like I have no other choice but to try the dodge. Eight. An eight is a success for you. Yes. However, she rolled a 26. Oh, so she succeeds and she's going to deal you three piercing damage or just three damage. I'm barely alive at two hit points. (sighs) We have to get get her off this this round. 
his shirt has been torn open. She is just clawing his back, and you can see blood pooling on his back. And she screams out, You think you're going to sleep well tonight, Samael? Fuck you. It is the end of her turn, and it is now Merit's turn. Uh, I'm going to prime that Sig as close to her forehead as I can get it and pump two shots in her brain. You have a plus 20 to that attack because you are so close. Exceptional. Uh, I think I have to roll under a 90 then. An 85 is under 90. Jesus! That's a success. That's too close. Roll your damage. Okay. She takes another seven points of damage. You are killing it with this damage today, my dude. You put the gun to her temple and fire twice. The blow from the weapon pushes her off of Samael, and her body seems to kind of crumple for a moment. And for now, she does not seem to be animated. Can I put myself between Samael and uh, her body and prop myself ready for the next turn? Sure. Tuck, what would you like to do? Uh, something similar, which is put myself between Merit and Marlene <laughs> and go over my shoulder and say, get him out of here. Understood. Okay, here's my question. If I want to keep her in a hold, is that unarmed combat or is that athletics? You can attempt to pin her. Uh, it is an unarmed combat uh, role. Uh, if you succeed, the target is pinned, and they can attempt once per turn to break free. I think that's what I want to do. I want to take a kitchen towel and shove it in her mouth so she can't talk. And then I just want to have her pinned to the kitchen floor as hard as I can. And I'm going to tell tell Merritt, get hide the fuck in here. Understood. I'm going. Okay, go ahead and just make an unarmed combat roll, and if you succeed, they will be pinned. 70, that's a success. You grab a, a, a towel from the kitchen, run over, and just push your entire body against them. Yeah, I'm gonna try and like have her hands stuck. I'm just gonna keep her hands, and I'm gonna try and dangle the the elder sign as closer as I can. Samuel, it's your turn. Um, may I ask what physical state I'm in? Am I? Um... If your agent is reduced to two or fewer HP, they fall unconscious. So at the moment, you are unconscious, Samuel. Got it. Oh shit. Uh, it is now her turn. Her eyes kind of flutter awake, and she sees that she is pinned by you, and she's going to attempt to break free. So my roll was a 70, I think? Uh, a roll to escape a pin. They have to roll either a strength times five or an unarmed combat. Uh, her strength is very good, so she's going to use that. They succeed with a 72, and Merit, you see Tuck get thrown across the room. She stands, and she just smiles and says, I can do this all day. It is your turn, Merit. I mean, I'm running out of options here. Uh, Everything that's worked before isn't. Uh, Sam Isle's unconscious at my feet, and Tuck's flung across the room. How close am I to the kitchen? I'll say that you are within distance to run and do something if you need to get in there. I'd like to hobble over with my cane as best I can uh, and start running every burner in the place, you know, rigging for the gas to begin licking into the room. I, I think that is complicated enough that it will probably cost your action. I will take that. Tuck, it's your turn. Mm-hmm. It won't cost you anything to really stand up. You kind of were, were tossed onto your feet into a, a, an, an opposite wall and Marlene is opposite you, kind of tracking Merritt as he goes into the kitchen. Are Merritt and Samael in the same direction, or is like Merritt on one place and Samael in the other place? Yes, she is looking in the direction of the kitchen where Merritt is, and and Samael is also in that direction. Yeah, I'm gonna attempt to pin her away from them again. 
Okay, go ahead and make your unarmed combat roll. Holy shit. Oh, Merritt, I hope you can hobble fast. 36, success. 36 is success. You, again, just bum rush her, and you slam her into the wall. The the cheap stucco wall cracks from, from the impact, and she's just, she's got her cold, lifeless eyes. They are gray. There is no color or pigmentation in her eyes, and she's just staring right at you as you are pinning her to the wall. Yep, that's what I got. Samael is unconscious, so it is her turn. You are so close to her tuck, you can see the the temple wound continuing to heal, and she just smiles, and she is going to go to grab at your throat. She will succeed, unless you'd like to try to dodge. So I can can keep pinning her and take damage, or I can potentially dodge and not. That's the idea. I'm gonna keep my pen. She successfully rolls to attack you. She grabs your throat with both her hands and she just starts to squeeze. She squeezes so hard, it feels as if your trachea is being crushed. I need you to make a constitution times five roll. That's a success with a 23. You are being suffocated and you are going to lose one health. Okay. And she is just going to start laughing maniacally at you, inches from your face, as she is attempting to strangle you to death. (laughs) Merrick, it is your turn. What are you doing? Uh, I want to swing in and see if I can uh, break the hold at the arms, like like get tuck free completely, because, uh, you know, to be stuck in this pin is, is futile for our living situation. I think what you can do is a... We can attempt a opposed unarmed combat. I fail with an 85. All right, they succeeded with a 67. You go to try to break the, the, the grasp that they have on Tuck's throat, but it's ironclad. The, the, the cold, dead hands of this corpse uh, feel like iron. <laughs> Samael cannot go. It is Marlene's turn again, and she is going to continue to strangle the life out of you. Tuck, I need you to make another con times five roll. Pale the 97. Okay, you're going to roll a d6. Okay. Three. You lose three health, and you can feel the the nerves and the muscles in your throat being crushed. You, you're gasping for air, and you know that in a matter of moments, she will probably choke the life out of you. It is your turn, Tuck. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the momentum that she's putting into choking me, yank her forward, p- uh, plant my foot in her stomach, and just drop back and do like a roll and kick her over my head. Cool. I, I think that can count as an unarmed combat strike. Okay. Success with a 57. She is going to attempt to strike at you. She has a fight back, which everyone has. It's it's like a dodge. You forfeit your turn next round. She succeeds with a 35, so she is going to deal you a little bit of damage. As you toss her off, she scratches at you. She is going to deal you five damage. Whoa! Your, your entire belly is torn by her desiccated fingers, but she is now on the other side of the room, uh, away from you three. So we're free. For the most part. For the most part, you are about 10 feet away from her. Okay. Is she, like, prone? I will say that she's prone, yes. Can I use my movement to stand up? Yeah. Okay. I'm just kind of, like, clutching at my stomach. I'm going to go over to Samael and try and, like, 
heave him over my shoulder, or like heave his arm over my shoulder. Okay, you won't be able to do that until next turn, but you can, That's I fine. think, get at least close to Samael. I'm going in his yeah, direction. Yeah, for sure. Let's say that it is Merit's turn now. Okay, uh, I'm going to hobble over to where Tuck has Samael propped up. Uh, with great care to my unconscious friend, I'm going to search him for a lighter. Which I do have. He does have on him, yes. I'm going to take that lighter, uh, keep it close uh, in my hand, uh, and prep it against the sig and start moving towards the entrance of the door. Now look at Tuck. Keep the sign close to her. We have to leave immediately. We're going to blow this fucking place up. Yep. We gotta go. Marlene's turn. She is not able to do anything. She's kind of recovering from being thrown. But you hear her laughter, although you don't see her. You're kind of in the hallway. Uh, Tuck and Merritt, I assume you are spending your next turns kind of just dragging Samael out? Yeah. Yep. As you are doing that, you basically get to the front of the apartment. And as you look up, you see Marlene is kind of standing in the center the at the farthest room. And she just says, this isn't over. And she turns and she begins running towards the sliding glass door. <gasps> Fuck. Blow the bitch up. It is your turn, uh, let's say, Tuck, or let's say Merit, it is your turn. What are you doing? Do I think that she's still in range if I blow this gas range? Yeah, probably. You're also in, wait, hold on, we're also in range, though. She's getting out. We're at the threshold of the door, right? Yes. Okay, so, uh... We have three and two hit points, just so you know. <laughs> we are both very, very rough. I weigh my options. The SIG is primed at the gas range. And I, the last second I can't pull the trigger, I'm going to shoot at her on her way out of the... Oh, well, that'll trigger it too. Fuck that. No. Possibly. <laughs> I'm going to kick the door open. It's it's already partially open. I'm, I'm going to help carry Samael out. Uh, I'm going to take out my phone, though, and see if I can call Hyde. As you do that, Tuck, what are you doing? The phone is ringing. If I shot at her, would the, like, small explosion that happens in my gun be enough to ignite the gas? At this point, you don't know how far the gas has traveled, so it would be a luck roll. God, I don't want to risk it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep, like, my vision is starting to tunnel and there's like black spots and I'm just like, I've got Sam over one shoulder and I'm just trying to get us the fuck out. On Marlene's turn, they literally leap through the glass over the balcony and disappear over the side. And you know that you're on the third floor, so they are plummeting to the ground at the moment. Speaking of, let's cut away for a second from all of this. <laughs> Hide. Hmm. You have run out of the building, probably back to the the car, I assume, correct? Heading towards the vehicle, yeah. You failed a sanity check to tell whether your disorder kicks in. So as you are kind of collecting yourself, Agent Boomer is kind of running out the front door. What, what is the moment? What is the quick interaction between the two of you? Stop, 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 stop! I'm just gonna have, like, my, my like, back towards Boomer for a second as I kind of collect myself. Gonna kind of, like, gently touch their shoulders. You're like, hey, hey, you take a breath, take a breath, take a moment, take a moment. Uh, eventually, I'm just gonna kind of turn around, slap that hand away from Boomer, because I don't want to be touched. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give Boomer just, like, a really hard look. Okay, no touching. That, that was my bad. I shouldn't have done that. You both begin hearing gunshots. Oh, shit. I'm gonna, yeah, look over. But I, I'm not inclined to just start heading that way. I'm gonna kind of look back to Boomer. Uh, it sounds like our boys and girls. Let's go. What are you doing? Security. Hide. I'm gonna pull up my gun. Whoa, fuck. All right. Okay. Are they, oh, wait, are you pointing it at me or are you just 
I'm just pulling it out right now. I'm just hand at my waist, pulling the gun out. I'm gonna like, are you gonna? I'm gonna start walking backwards towards the entrance because I do hear gunshots and I'm gonna want to at least start heading back. Come on, let's go! And I'm gonna kind of back up, but like start to pick it up back towards the. I'm gonna door. point my gun at Boomer, and I'm gonna ask Boomer for her fob. The fuck are you doing? I want your fob right now before we move forward. I need to handle a security issue. Boomer, as you are thinking about what the hell is going on and what Hyde is asking of you, you hear glass shatter and you both see a body plummeting and then it smashes onto the ground in the in the back alleyway. I'm going to say you both need to make sanity checks for seeing this. Succeed with a 12. 28. You're, you're just more startled than anything I think Hyde, you have the highest uh, alertness. You can see that there is a old uh, Lincoln town car parked right where the body fell. Okay. Is, is the body heading that way? The body is completely motionless. I am not going near it. I'm, I'm going to go around to go back towards the door where I want to go back up. Okay, so Boomer, you're heading back upstairs. Yeah. What are you doing, Hyde? I'm going to get closer to the body holding the gun and pointing it at it but approaching at hopefully a relatively safe distance but I want to see what's going to happen. You keep your distance and you're kind of walking doing you know getting closer around the perimeter of the body. Its legs are broken its torso is smashed and pulverized by the cement you can see in the Lincoln Town Car which is off there is someone sitting in the front seat but their back is to you as you're in the back of the vehicle. I'm going to turn. Can I turn around and point my gun at that person and approach the car? You begin to approach the car. You get closer to the driver's side. And as you get closer to the driver's side, just before you see who's there, there is this sudden and strong gust of wind that just kind of blows through the alley, seemingly out of nowhere, just kind of chills you. As soon as it started, it ends. And by the time you reach the driver's side, you look, and there is the corpse of Erica Young just sitting in the driver's side, seemingly dead. I'm gonna take maybe one more step, and then I think I'm just gonna say hello and see if it does anything. You say hello, and its eyes immediately flash open. It reaches for the keys, turns on the car, hits it into drive, and begins peeling out. Is she trying to hit Hyde? No, Hyde is uh, just to the side of the car. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, I freaked out for a second. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll pop to. I'll try to pop the tire, the back tire of it. Go ahead and, and make uh, some attacks against it. That is a success with a forty-eight. That'll be. Uh, Eight points of damage. Are you doing a cold shot or are you just shooting at the vehicle? I'm shooting at the vehicle. You do eight points of damage to the vehicle. Uh, Unfortunately, it does not pop the wheels. Marlene rolled a critical success on her drive roll. And although you start firing at the vehicle, it manages to speed off and begins making a turn out of the alleyway. Where's Boomer? Boomer is out of sight, probably up in the building. Yep. Hide, your phone begins to ring. I pick up the phone. Hide, hide. It's quick. It jumped out the window. You have to follow. Where is she? Did you see it? The entity. She got in the car and she drove away. I wasn't able to stop her. Do you want me to pursue her? Do you have license plate? Did you, did you track her? 
track the car once she drives. I got the life. I got the license plate. It's an old Townsend. I can go and pursue her. Hide if you feel comfortable. Pursue. I got you. Keep in contact. We'll see you soon. Of course, Merritt. So, Hyde, you are going to run back to the vehicle, one of the two vehicles you have. And I assume you're jumping in. Yes. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to you. Tuck and Merritt, you have an unconscious Samael bleeding profusely. Uh, I will also say that the majority of the apartment is now out looking at you, screaming, calling the cops. Everyone in this floor has, has identified you. What are you doing? Uh, I'm just going to carry out my FBI badge uh, and inform everyone as we walk down the stairs that there's an ongoing situation and that I've hurt people here. Uh, please call the police, bar yourselves indoors, and wait until the police tell you that it's safe. But I'll tell them it's an active uh, shooter situation as well. I think your your authority and your badge are enough to keep people from rioting, although they are quite upset and, and disturbed at all of the gunshots that have occurred. What are you doing about Samael? I look at Tuck uh, and I say, we have to call Mallory. We, we need her help. We need a doctor as fast as we can. Yep. Yeah, we do. Okay. I'm putting in the call. Good. We got to get him downstairs. Uh, wait. Uh, turn off the gas. You want me to go back in? She's not there anymore. Turn off the gas. Okay. We're going to kill this whole apartment block if we don't. I'll go back into the apartment and I'll kill the gas. Boomer runs up just as you guys are making these plans. Boomer, you see that the entire floor is out of their apartments looking around. Oh, and I'm seeing Samuel bleeding probably on the ground, right? He's kind of over my shoulder. Yes. Everyone, get the fuck back in the apartment! Did you not hear him? Get the fuck back in there! Uh, go ahead and make a make a persuade uh, roll. See if anybody listens to you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Pull out the chocolate. You can have 20% because Merritt is flashing his badge. Oh, I... Ugh, thank God for that 20. Yes, pass with the 37. Yes. Nice. <gasps> Most folks begin entering their apartments. Many of them are on the phone with the police actively. We can hear the distant sounds of sirens coming. What are, you, what are we doing next? As soon as we get in the sterile, I'm be like, we gotta, <clears throat> we gotta work out our story. Who, uh, I'm gonna get the car started. Who has the keys? <sighs> I didn't know. Who. I did. I, I, I think I had the other one then, because I'm usually driving too. All right, give me the other key. Taking them, and I'm gonna start running out. I'm like clutching at, like, the tatters of my shirt, trying to put as much pressure like, as I can on, like, the wounds. Oh, we need to have a story. A story? The cops are going to be here, and they're not going to believe a body jumped to life. Emil. Emil will we'll go with what Emil gave us. Uh, we followed the Jane Doe. We found a name. We investigated, and there was a suspect. We try and stay as close to the truth as possible without actually telling them what happened. Right. So I, this is all in the all in the hall, like in the in the stairwell where there's no one else uh, around. That's if we stay. Are we staying? I mean, we're going slow, and I don't know if I don't know if we're gonna get out of here before the cops get here. If they get here, that's our running number. We investigated a Jane Doe given to us by a mill. I think it's easy enough to get downstairs. I'm gonna ask that one person make a luck roll to determine whether the cops arrive before you get to your vehicle or not. Do you, Merritt? You're the only one unscathed. Okay. Yeah. I have a 46, which is awfully close to a 50. You manage to pull Samael to the other car. You can hear the sirens. They are very close by, but they have not yet reached the location. What are you doing? Driving the fuck off. You pile into the vehicle, and where are you heading? Uh, nearest hospital. Oh, 
No, we need to go somewhere. How about this? Give me some place where he doesn't die or I'm taken to the hospital. Mallory, get us to the fucking... We, we can't go to the hotel yet. If the cops manage to track us back there, then this all drags back to the program. We have to go somewhere we can park and wait until Mallory gives us an order to go. I'm going to smack him a little bit on the head and I'm going to point to Samael in the backseat. I'm like, does he have the fucking time? That is a fucking order. What? Boomer. Tuck. Boomer. I'm calling Mallory. Please. Mallory picks up and uh, as soon as you pick up, she says, Oh, great. Agent Marital. Case what- handler, we have a situation. It's an emergency. We tracked back to the Bauman's original apartment, the Kaminsky woman from across the hall. She was taken by whatever this is, and we, we, we pursued. We're still pursuing. But there's a huge situation at this apartment. We have two hurt agents, and we need somewhere to go. Her name's Mrs. Janowitz, by the way, not Kaminsky. Where am I getting Kaminsky? Uh, <laughs> Tuck and... And Samael are hurt uh, desperately. Or shot fired. Yes. They saw our covers as well. It, there was nothing we could do. We we didn't know that she was there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Just find somewhere quiet and, and give me five minutes. And she hangs up. Knowing that, where would you like to park, Boomer? I don't know. Is the captain going to allow me to park? We're not going to a fucking hospital, Boomer. I don't know. This is the second security guy who's threatened my fucking life in the last ten minutes, so I'm a little raw. Yeah, well, as soon as you come up with a plan that will actually work, maybe I won't have to park the car. Oh, well, duh, shit. I'd park on the side of the goddamn road. What happened beginning to end? We went into the apartment. We saw the body. I said for you to go after Hyde. As soon as you did, the body came to life and attacked Tuck. There was a scuffle, a struggle. Samael is now passed out. Tuck is nearly dead and Hyde is pursuing. Would you like any other refresher or can I send this address to Mallory? And I'm going to send it off. I have a first aid kit in my bag. It should be in the trunk. Can you get it? Yeah. I'm going to run around and quickly grab it and I will... Go ahead. And I'm going to, like, kind of get into the backseat. And I'm going to, like, just kind of whatever I can do to help Samael not die. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm like, I'm going to start working on Samael because he's in the most danger right now. While you're doing that, let's cut to Hyde. <sighs> Hyde, you have leapt into the vehicle, hidden into drive, and pursued this, this vehicle. Go ahead and make a drive roll. Marlene called me. Yes. Would I still be in possession of that number? That's going to require a luck roll since you did not actively think of it on the day as to whether you saved that number or not. I failed the drive roll with a 24 and then I'll roll the luck. I succeed on the luck with a 16. You give chase. You, You make a couple of turns, but after a certain point, they could have gone in any direction and you're having a little bit of a hard time keeping up, uh, but you do have that phone number. Can I call it? You dial the number. You're kind of waiting at a red light. It rings and rings and then it picks up and all you hear is silence and you can hear it sounds like a car is running. Marlene? If that's what you'd like to call me. Well, we can we can call each other on first name basis if you like. So I can call I prefer the name Seeks, not Kona. Kona's not here right now. Interesting. What can I do for you, Seeks? You has you seem to be in possession of a lot of knowledge, and I'm looking for knowledge, and maybe we could find something beneficial. If you stop running, of course. 
running because I'm looking for something. Something you have of mine. Well, I might be able to tell you where that is, depending on what it is. Where is Warp? Oh, I know where Warp is. We got somewhere we could meet? I think so, yes. Name it. She gives you the address of an old mill on the outskirts of town, and they say, When you get warp, bring them here. I'll have what I want, and I can give you what you want. Deal. Okay. Deal's a deal. Sure. Fucking rat! <laughs> Sorry. Son of a bitch. Son of a fucking bitch. I hang up and I'll call Warp. At this point, it's close to 7.30. They're they're probably actually waiting to get on the plane. Hello? Warp. Hey, it's, uh, it's, uh, Hyde. I'm aware. Hi. Hey, uh, just checking in on you, just making sure everything is doing well. Were you able to get everything? I know you sent some information back, but everything else is good. Well, yes, actually. I, I have the, um the tapes, I have the device to play it on, I even grabbed some of the parts of the board, I'm just waiting to get on the plane. How are things over there? Everything is going alright right now, we're just, we've got a couple of leads, um, but nothing concrete yet. You fucking liar. Hey, um, so we're kind of spread out between security and research for a little bit, so I'm kind of your point of contact. So be sure to give me a call when you land. I'm going to be the one that's going to get you. Okay. Are the, what are the others doing? They're spread out doing, uh, uh, going to, uh, like, the police station and a couple other police that we've been able to uncover since we got here and checked out those, those bodies. Okay. I I guess that sounds fine. You can hear over the, the, the intercom warp, uh, you know, your, your flight is being boarded. Oh, I have to go. Cannot physically be late. So. All right, travel safe, hi. All right, travel safe, uh, Warp. I'll, uh, I'll see you when you get here. I'll see you soon. Let's cut back to Tuck, Merritt, Boomer, and Samael. Six agonizing minutes have passed. Tuck, go ahead and give me a first aid roll. That's a success with a 59. That's a three, I think. No, a two. I'm sorry, it's a two. Samael, you regain two hit points. Go ahead and make a Constitution times five roll, Samael, to determine whether you are able to come to consciousness. Let's see, Con times five. Seventy-eight. No. Okay. Though the bleeding has stopped, it seems like he is still unconscious. The phone rings, Merritt. I'll answer it. Mallory's on the other end, and she says, "Get to the following address. It's uh, it's a vet. It's the best I could do. They have." I think what is needed to patch up some wounds. Just head to East Lansing. Here's the address. Understood. Uh, in terms of our cover story, I think we may have an opportunity, but it is going to have to come at great risk. Once this issue has been taken care of with, with Samael, get back to the goddamn uh, hotel because we need to talk about your cover story. Understood. Uh, I'll give the address to Boomer. I'm already out. You head to East Lansing, which you know is in the direction of the hotel, 
and you eventually find yourself uh, in a kind of a strip mall. There is an East Lansing veterinarian clinic, and when you arrive, there is a older looking gentleman, salt and pepper hair, salt and pepper mustache, waiting outside. And he kind of notices that you guys pull up and is kind of waiting for something to happen. I'm like, I think you're here for us. Come here. And I'm just going to like. <laughs> yeah, I'll get out and help Boomer get Sam and Tuck out. Yeah, this this man uh, introduces himself as Dr. Thomas and he sees Samuel, Samuel's wounds. He sees your wounds, Tuck, and he's like, come on, come on, c- come inside. And he unlocks the door and you are led into a veterinarian clinic the familiar smell of chemicals and dog hair and cat hair and you know it smells like a clinic but you are led into the back Samael is put onto a uh, large table that is typically used for surgery for for animals uh, Tuck you kind of are sat down in a in a chair and he says I was told I was going to be paid up front before I do any of this what's your cost for this, uh, I, I need $500. How about you fix him first and then we pay you 500 How's that? Let's go. Stop talking. Let's go. I'm going to try to... Yeah, or he bleeds out on the table. Which one would you like? Uh, take my credit card. Do I have? Do we have any cash? He runs the credit card. Uh, it is, is it your personal or is it the... Uh, it's the programs. The budgeted. Once that is clear, he returns puts on some gloves, and he says, the best I can do is stitch you up, put some anesthetic, uh, put some some antibiotics. He's pretty beat up, though. I mean, he's going to need a couple of days of recovery. Nonetheless, he starts working. He is able to stabilize and sew up the wounds. He has to kind of meticulously cut bits of flesh that have been torn from Samael's back. He does the same thing to you, Tuck. It is 8 o'clock. And he is still working on patching up these wounds. Are we doing anything, or are we just waiting around until you are better? I'm gonna pull uh, Tuck and Merritt to the side. Okay. That we're just gonna just maybe be out near the car because I want to talk to these two in private really fast. I know we're not in a good space, so this is what you need to go after Hyde because Hyde has lost it. What? What do you mean? They pulled a gun on me. What? When they were, when she ran out and crossed the street, I tried to get him, get him to come back, flipped out about the fob, and then pulled a gun on me and was about to shoot me. Over the fob? I know. Here, I'll give you my fob. I don't give a fob. You're sure this happened? She took out the gun and pointed it at me. We need to go, I don't know, someone has to go after them who is preferably armed and not me because now we have a dangerous person, we have a zombie bitch, and where is Warp? I, I forgot, I don't know what's going on. She's on a plane, she's coming back, she's on her way back. Okay. We should text her too, oh. actually. We need to let her know what's happening. You, yeah. You're sure that Hyde did this? I, I don't- Pulled a gun on me, chick comes out the window, like a horrible action movie, drops and then I ran to you guys. Um, I'm gonna look at Boomer um, and say, look, I'm sorry for how I spoke to you in the car. I understand that was unprofessional, but there are things happening right now that tensions are high. If this really happened, then we need to, there are so many things we need to accomplish in no time. Let me give Mallory another call and inform her that we have a vulnerability, an agent out to get us. Fuck. I, 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 that, it's... Is that your professional opinion? No, that's the, it's the right call. I'm sorry. It's just like, it's... Tuck, I don't want to be alone with them. Do we do we send people after no, or not? I don't know. That's a lot to put on me about someone. Uh, just give me a second, sorry. I think if we pull Mallory into this, that's gonna 
pull a lot of trust from Hyde. I'm of the opinion that if Hyde has already drawn a gun on another member of our team, she's not deserving of our trust. I don't, but is it? She's not always like this, right? Like this is... Maybe the news of Majestic pushed her over the edge. It was hard for me too. Maybe she's taking it harder than the rest of us. Either way, there's something wrong and she needs either the help that she's going to get from Mallory or she needs to be taken care of. If it's someone going to get her, not after her in the in the sense of take her out, but after her in the sense of go get her. The team has to come back together at some point. The last thing I did was send her after Marlene. We need to know where she is because if she's up against Marlene, she's in fucking danger. I completely agree. Let me give in a call to her and see if she's amenable to having a discussion. See if what happened on her end. Maybe there's something that we're not understanding that's coming from her and we can get that. But I don't feel comfortable leaving Samael. I don't either. And I'd much rather keep the three of you safe than sacrifice myself to... Call her. She'll only talk to you. You call her. I can give a call to Hyde and then we need to go report to Mallory in person. I'm gonna I'm gonna text Warp too. I know she's probably in the air, but I'm just gonna text her. And what does your text say? Situations heightened. We'll explain when you get back. Um, let us know when you land. Merit, do you call Hyde? Yeah. I'm gonna request that you put it on speakerphone too, so we can all hear. I do so. Hyde, your phone begins to ring. Do you answer it? Mm. Your burner phone. Yeah, I'll answer it. Hyde. Hey, uh, what's the situation? Have you tracked her? Um, I'm following her car now, and I think I might know soon enough where she's going to stop. Good. As soon as you have a location, you need to inform us, okay? Of course. Of course. I I have a question to ask you, and I understand this might come as a a shock to you, and I just want to make sure I get both stories straight before we move forward with anything. I had a conversation with Agent Boomer. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to tell me? Regards what? Agent Boomer told me that just before the shootout with Marlene and the chase that you're engaging in right now, you pulled a gun on a fellow agent, is that true? I pulled the gun when I heard gunshots and uh, a crash of a window. Why would I pull a gun on another agent? I'm gonna motion while they're saying that, I'm gonna be that liar, not fucking, like, just be very animated, like. Boomer fabricated a story to me that you asked about her fob. Was that a situation? I've asked for it in the past. Uh, Sam L and Boomer has lost their fob and their uh, their laptops while I was in watching them in New York. So I've probably asked once or twice for it, just to make sure it's accountable. Why are you asking this stuff, Merritt? Why, why is that relevant right now? I'm trying to discern whether we can trust the person who told us that Agent Charlie, uh, uh, well, that whole story about Majestic. I'm trying to see whether I can trust the people I'm in the same car with, and I'm hoping that you're going to corroborate that story, Hyde. I'm just trying to keep operational security as tight as possible. So you're saying to me, you did not do this? I don't see how you could trust somebody who has broken operational security merit. Could I get a human intelligence role on uh, whether I believe Hyde? What exactly are you trying to deduce, that whether you believe it or not? Can I tell that she's being uh, deceptive to me? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, make an opposed human intelligence if you are 
hiding something, uh, hide, you can attempt a, uh, a persuade or a charisma roll. I have an, uh, a 79, which is one below my human intelligence. That's a 42 for persuasion. That's a fail. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's easy enough to tell that Hyde is skirting the truth. You know, certainly what she is saying has logic to it, but it doesn't seem to match up with the chaos that has occurred in the last couple hours. Perfect. Hyde, uh, thank you for being honest with me. I'm going to deal with this situation as soon as I can. Uh, I'm going to let you know how it goes. Can you meet up with us uh, with Mallory as soon as you find the location? Will do. Perfect. Thank you, Hyde. Hang up. When Boomer's going to just have her arms extended in the air like a how I'm doing. I'm like... She lied to us. I'm not saying we haven't at all at one point lied mis and all that. But the reason why I was trying to say that when we left that room is from this point onward to be truthful because we are in over our heads. We've always been in over our heads. This is just an extra hurdle. Yeah, but it was us against them. Now it's like inner. That's it's just, it's, it's, the, it's not always her. Other, whatever she is when she's not this, I trust. This? I don't know what the fuck this is, but I don't fucking trust it. Another hour passes. It's about 9.40 when the vet, Dr. Thomas, kind of comes out of the operating room and wipes his forehead, takes off his bloody gloves and says, he's stable. Oh, thank God. He'll be okay. He'll probably come to consciousness in the next couple hours. Great. I, I, I'm not going to ask what the fuck happened, but he needs to stay in bed and you should stay in bed too. Your abdomen has been torn and <laughs> you guys are in bad shape. Yeah, gotcha. Rest, sure. We appreciate your services. Um, you worked quickly and you provided with us something that we couldn't get anywhere else. I'm prepared to give you a $200 tip. Just, just get the fuck out of here. I gotta clean up all this blood. I, this better not be traced back to me, okay? As long as you uh, practice discernment, I promise you nothing will come to you. All right, good. And he goes to the... Uh, the janitor's closet to grab some cleaning supplies. Let's get our priest in the car. Uh, before he leaves, I'm gonna like try to grab him, but because I really don't like this doctor, I'm gonna be like, hey, question. So how many dogs do you neuter here? And then I'm just gonna keep walking with Sam as I try to go out the door. <laughs> he just watches you as you start to leave. I'm mad, I'm not, I'm a brat, I'm annoyed, I'm everything. I don't brat like this guy. Well named. I can't yell at the person I want to yell at, so I'm being a bitch to someone else. <laughs> um, I think, Samael, by the time they put you back in the car, you're starting to come to consciousness. Hey, buddy. Welcome back, bud. Samael? What the? Oh, God damn. Easy yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Lay back down. Lay back down. What? Where the fuck am I? Not only did you fight an interdimensional hoon nanny with that thing, the circle thing, but you just fought a zombie. Yay. I'm just going to tap him on the shoulders. Oh, not too not hard. Too Sorry. Where's my bag? Uh, Wait, what? I don't need my bag. What the, I reach into my pocket, and or my back pocket. The flask is probably there. I imagine the first thing, I, I, I open it up, and I, I down the whole thing. Wait, uh, since I'm sure I haven't had anything. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your pain medications, you're not supposed to take oh, it with alcohol. Too late. Oh, 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 
in front of this one. Oh, I'd love this guy. Samael, your move with the necklace is part of the reason why Tuck is still standing, why any of us got out of that room. We owe you our lives. Thank you. Oh, I'm sure that's an exaggeration. It's really not. <laughs> the fact that we are alive should be proof enough that none of that was exaggeration. Am I alive? I really don't feel like I'm alive. You're in pain, right? I'm going to tap his shoulder and be like, that's how you know you're alive. Fair enough. <laughs> Listen, Samael, I need your opinion. Have you noticed any change in Hyde in the last few weeks? I, uh, well, I mean, she was, uh, you know, she was very, um, she got very upset at the church the other day. Um, I don't know exactly what happened, um, but she stormed out in a hurry. Uh, Boom, Boomer was there. You, you probably know what happened better uh. than me. Yes, part one of the temper tantrum. She seemed, like, back to normal when we came back from break, though. Maybe it's stress-induced. It wasn't until she saw that body that she ran out of the room. Merit, your telephone rings, your your uh, burner phone. Okay, I'll open it. You pick up the phone, Merit, and you hear a man on the other line go, So is this for real or what? Uh, are we meeting? I look to the others just fucking flabbergasted for a second that this is still somehow exists in the same night. And I come back to the phone um, and uh, <laughs> I say, uh, it's good that you came. We're watching from the opposite side of the street. This was a test, and you've passed. We'll have another meeting one day from now, the same time. Can I use this number? Is it safe? Yeah, but how do I know you're not fucking with me? I guess you'll have to take a chance on the unknown. There's this kind of awkward silence from the other end, and finally... You better not be jerking me around, man. We're, we're well organized. We're gonna, we're gonna expose you, okay? With my help, we're going to expose it all. Oh, shit. I'll give you a call tomorrow. Make sure this line stays secure. Oh, shit. You should check all of your light sources inside of your home. They may have already bugged you. You hear him kind of, like, talking to somebody, uh, you know, near him. He says we should check our... He says we might be bugged. This phone call's nearly reached a minute. They may be able to trace. I have to go. And I cut the line. Thank you. Passed out as he's all looking at you, like what the fuck? I, I shut the phone and I look to the rest. And I say, "We have an appointment sometime tomorrow." That's a tomorrow problem, not a right now problem. That's exactly. That is a future problem for today. Us. Let's move on. It is nearly ten o'clock. What are you doing next? Um, we gotta go see Mallory, right? Yeah, where, where did Mallory say to... She just told us about the vet. Oh, yeah. I think meet her back at the hotel, the... Um, uh, maybe call her first in case she has more information. She's gonna fucking hate picking up this phone from... This is, what, third call in an hour? You want me to do yeah. it? If, if someone wants to call mom, sure. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, boom. Sure. On one. shoot? Okay. One, one, two, three, shoot. I got scissors. Oh, fuck. It's you. Scissors. It's you. Mallory picks up. Boomer, what's happening? 
Ah, okay, good news. We didn't die yet. So I have Mr. Sam in the back. He just needs to rest and relax. Uh, can, is it safe for us to come to the hotel? Yes, but come in through the back. My, my room number is this. Come meet me as soon as you can. Excellent. On the way. Make sure you're not seen. Sure, I could be uh, quiet. Quiet as a mouse. Oh, question. Anyone else? Do we have to something else to them? Like, is that it? You want to tell her about the rogue agent? Not until we meet her in person. That's all, Mal. Thank you. <laughs> you hang up, and I assume you head in the direction of the hotel. Yes, and yeah. I am going to be very cautious, take my time. So, can I just make sure that I understand something really quick? Mm-hmm. Of course. We got one agent running around pointing guns at people Mm -hmm. and one more agent out on her own. Yes. (gasps) Typical war. Does somebody want to go maybe meet her at the airport? We should probably pick her up. She's what? When's her flight get in? 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Okay. Well, what what reason would she have for going after war? Boomer, I understand. She wanted the fob. She had a reason there. But what's man? Uh, all I know is that we don't we don't have any fucking idea what's going on, and I don't think anybody should be alone right now. Absolutely, completely agree. I'm I'm just trying to see what she's thinking on the other side. If we want any hope of helping her, we need to know what she's thinking. Have any of us decided who's gonna go get warp anyway? I can I can get her. Tuck, I was gonna say, did you want to go or did you want to stay with Sam? Because you're also... I should probably go. I should probably go so it's not just you alone. No, I I think you should rest. I think of anything, I can take Boomer. I wouldn't bring me, but it, but he, but he but he's right. We can't be separating. No offense, you two look like shit. <laughs> yeah. And you need to protect him in case. And Mallory will, will keep an eye on you two. How comforting. It's the only option we have right now. We can discuss after this case, but until couple of days from now she's our point of contact and it needs to stay that way she's she's the reason you're breathing right now that's true unfortunately <laughs> yeah i'm the reason she's breathing so it's fair right well right on then um i'm gonna keep an eye out as we drive to the to the um to the hotel to make sure i'm not being followed you have a high enough alertness you don't really notice any vehicles following you Nothing stands out. It's a short drive to the hotel. The lights are on. You know where to go. How do you enter the hotel? Through the side entrance. We'll avoid a problem. We're going to probably go right up if it's on the second or third level. Go, you know, the side exit with the stairwell. Not go to the elevator so we can not be seen. Sam, I'll take your collar out. It's already off. Boomer, take your hair down. I'm going to take my hair down too and like try and brush it in front of my face, so if we are on camera, it's hard to tell who it is. You're the only one that's gonna look out of place, Merritt. They already know my name. I told uh, it at the scene of the crime. If anyone's going to be in the public eye, it'll be me, unfortunately. Maybe you go in first, then? Absolutely. So, Merritt, you go in first, and a few minutes later, the rest of you follow. You go to the hotel room, You knock once, Mallory opens it and lets you in. She actually has takeout on the table. She kind of just gestures at it. Yes. Once you're all inside, she says, I need to know how fucked we are. (laughs) Very. Tell me everything. We 
We arrived on scene after uh, a lead we were given by our lead man at the police station, Emil. He had a very good lead on a Jane Doe that we connected to someone we knew directly. It was the woman living across from Clyde Bauman during our first interaction with Lansing, Michigan. Uh, we entered from the back. We climbed up the stairs, investigated the apartment, trying to see if maybe whatever this being was, was leaving a message for us. Then we broke into um, Mrs. Janowitz's apartment. We had a smell at the door, which could be probable cause if needed. It was filled with air fresheners and cleaning chemicals, and inside there was the body of uh, a hiker who had gone missing recently and was among the leads Emil gave us personally. We interacted with the corpse, thinking that we had seen it before on Marlene, the corpse coming to life. After our initial investigations, Hyde was mentally struck and left the building as fast as she could, so I called Boomer to stay with her uh, to avoid keeping any of us separate from the team. Uh, it was then that Marlene revealed herself as being alive. She was in the body? She was in the body. Did it say anything to you? Don't leave so soon. Something like that. Um, but I fired my service pistol. Uh, we took grievous wounds, and she fled out the glass uh, window onto the street below, three floors. I called uh, Hyde, she answered. Hyde gave chase to uh, what we believe the corpse to be leaving in, in a car the opposite way. Uh, and Hyde is currently investigating that lead uh, as we speak. So we can corroborate that this thing does jump bodies. It, it didn't say anything else to you? I, I, I'm confused as to why it's targeting you like this. She, she knew my name. She knew all our names the first time too. She knew, she knew more. She, she knew something that happened a week ago when I was away. What happened a week ago? It's not important, but she knew the details up to a fact. It sounds like it has some kind of connection. What's more, it seems as if that uh, the being has grown in strength or gained some capabilities it was not previously in possession of. When we first combated her, I was able to take her out for what we thought was good with two shots to the head. The same incapacitated her for seconds before she healed and stood directly back up. So it doesn't matter. It's not like a classic zombie in the sense that you could destroy the brain. It's, it's something more than that. Agent Merritt, with the human intelligence of 80, the moment that it is revealed to Mallory that this thing has extrasensory perceptions, you clock her recognition of it. You clock her kind of filing it away in the back of her head. Case handler Mallory, if there's something you're not telling us, there's no way we're going to stop this thing. Well, to be honest with you, you all held this information from me the first time. I didn't know this thing had extrasensory perception. And the truth is that when the DO finds out it has extrasensory perception, I'm worried our mission parameters are going to change. What do you mean? It's going to change from destruction to capture. Oh, that's a bad idea. Why? That's easier. No, that's easier. But why would we want to keep it? You want this thing? It's not, I don't want anything. It, 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 it comes down to what the DO wants. It, Cicada. You remember Cicada? Of course. I do. I remember it fondly. That asset wasn't there for no reason. The asset has the ability to read minds that it consumes. We've been using it for intelligence for years. They, might, they may want the same thing with this thing. You've been feeding the thing inside of Cicada people? 
we've been feeding it brains. It's it's simpler. We don't have to torture anybody. We just give it to it, and it it knows what they know. It's been very useful. Yeah, except for that whatever other asset you have is dead now because you gave it their brains. Look, let, let's not worry about that. The, <laughs> the bigger picture is that we have an entity here, and more importantly, your cover has been completely blown. You you don't think that Brown can corroborate what we're, we're dealing with? If we could prove that we found the Jane Doe that's uh, at the scene of the crime, and then make up some excuse for us following the suspect and failing, Emil backs our story and we come to the police with what we think is the closest. There was a suspect, he fled the scene, we gave chase, it failed, but Emil is on our side and we have a killer connected to these cases that we can corroborate for a cover. I suppose you have more experience with Detective Brown than I have. I'm, I'm, I'm not really aware of how he's been taking all of this. I think he would be, and I regret saying this, amenable to joining the cause. I'm not ready to jump down that rabbit hole yet. Look, I'll continue if that's what you think is the best thing, but you have to understand you're putting yourself at risk. Any of you who have interacted with him are putting yourself at risk. I understand. Listen, there's there's more. Hyde has become a compromised agent. In what way? Hyde pulled a gun on Agent Boomer. Hello. Why Boomer? I, I chased after uh, them when they were not feeling good, tried to calm them down. They got really pissed, pulled the gun on me, and asked for my fob. There's more to the story than that. This is this didn't just happen today. This has been going on for a number of... This isn't the first time we've noticed this kind of behavior out of her. This is the first time she's been threatening of another agent, though. Outwardly, at least. No, it hasn't. It's This is the definitely an escalation, but this isn't the first time that we've seen similar behavior. This was something apparently observed after reading into the Eldritch case, but at the time it was in a reasonable fashion. There was a missing... I don't want to tell you all this, but I suppose I have to. There was a missing laptop and then a missing key fob. They're both found. Both were found, recovered. We had no situation, but at the time, Hyde suspected Boomer and things escalated from there. And so for me, it felt like healthy suspicion. Now I believe what Boomer's offering. I believe that something has changed in her personality. She disassociates, she splits. All right, all right, enough. Mallory is visibly shaken. I mean, this is a bad situation that has gotten just progressively worse. Her hands are kind of shaking as she puts her hands to her her head and she says, Hyde is a security risk. Yes, we have to watch out for her, but we have other fish to fry. We need warp back in one piece. Warp, yes, she, she has assets that we were hoping to study, right? Assets from the cabin. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so priority has to be to get warp back. There's also the situation of Hyde giving us a location. Uh, apparently Hyde has a lead on where she's stopping. So if we can get warp back, we'll know where this thing is going to be as long as we can trust the information coming from Hyde's side. Which I would not make that assumption. It's something to go on, at least. Something to put on the table until we discuss. There's also, in an effort to keep our cover... A fringe group that we've been contacting in the city, uh, which we have an appointment with tomorrow. You you explained this group, Phenomenex, their kind of extreme conspiratorial point of view, and, and Mallory's listening and she says, yeah, I, th- I think we can make this work, but these folks need to take the fall fast. The longer we're in town, the quicker that the, the local investigation can pin this on us. Boomer, get to your hoaxing. Yes, as soon as possible, that needs to happen. 
preferably with hard evidence. If, if we can get a, a cadaver or something and, and put it on them, I, I don't know, I'm just thinking out loud at this moment, but... Wait, the cadaver in the street. The, can, can, can you have Too somebody... Late. Cops, cops are already scooped it. I'll do you one better. Emil has copies of all of those uh, bodies used and where they're being housed with his leads, right? We could contact him and if he's amenable to being a part of the program, he can show us to where they are, and whether we tell them or not, we can get the body that way. That seems like our only option at this point is to bring him in. Yeah, set him up. Let him take the fall. Emil's a good man. He doesn't deserve that. Well, do you want to do that with the crazy people? Yes, I do. Yes, absolutely. I, I appreciate your kind words about Detective Brown, Merritt, but at this point, it's kill or be killed. We are in a dire situation, and remember that. I understand. I don't think I've ever failed in that department before. There are four hours left before warp lands. Are you doing anything in that time? You should be getting sleep at some point. If any of you forfeit getting sleep, you are going to lose willpower. How soon do we have to go to sleep if we're going to sleep? I don't think going to bed now and getting up at 3 a.m. is an option. In the sense of regaining willpower. Right. You you have about four hours before warp lands. Okay, I'm not any, then, then I'm just out. Okay. Well, you definitely don't want me without any willpower, so I'm out. But before Sam goes to sleep, can I actually speak with him uh, real quick? Sure. Agent Samuel, uh, before you head off to bed, I know you need your rest. I had a favor to ask you. Um, also, I'd just like to extend to you how happy I am you made it out of there. Don't sweat it. Your necklace, uh, it did a world of good. Uh, let this be an opportunity for me to extend an apology to an aversion to your methods in the past. I don't want you to think that I don't think that you're in addition to this team because you are. You've saved us left and right, and I need to own up to that, and this is a part of that. Is there any way I could take your necklace for the next few hours? I was going to suggest the same thing. Perfect. I'm glad we're in sync. Just don't, don't finish it. What do you mean? Trace it, practice it, don't finish it. Go all, because you, you got to learn the shape. Draw it with your finger. Never finish it unless you're prepared to use it. Because it's not free. Understood. But you do hand over your necklace. Yes. Okay. So I would like to spend my time before three in the morning when I go to see Warp taking a magazine from my six hour uh, out of my duffel bag, setting out a location for myself in my hotel room, uh, dismantling the parts of my gun, but taking those bullets and practicing tracing the elder sign without finishing it on each of the bullets on that magazine, trying to learn the sign, trying to have it ready, and trying to have it prepared in case I need to finish the sign. You can do that. I don't think it will... It's going to basically count to half the time required because you need guidance. Right. Um, this is not something that you can just trace and get it. it okay. you, there are nuances to the design, especially as you spend the time drawing it out, trying to etch it out. You're getting it, but you're not getting it exactly the way it is on the cross. So you feel like you have the design down, but it's the it's the little things that you're going to need Samael's guidance. Another couple of hours. Okay, so I'll plan on meeting up with him tomorrow then to finish that off, but at least we got that work done before the airport. What is everyone else doing? I'm probably going to pull Boomer to the side for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. I need you to promise me something really fast. And she's like swaying and like real close to just passing the fuck out. 
And I'm gonna uh, kind of like steady them. There's a letter in a book at the bottom of my bag. You gotta give it to my wife if I die, okay? And you have to go in my bag and deliver whatever's in there to Liz, okay? All right, thank you. And then she just like passes out. Don't die. <laughs> as, as, as she's saying, don't die. Tuck's like, okay. <laughs> so it sounds like the only person that is foregoing sleep is Merit, correct? Uh, I will be foregoing sleep. I, I think I'm also, well, I have to because I'm going with Merit to the airport. Unless you want to sleep, bud, but you're invited. There's room in the Uber. Do you have any, like, bulletproof vests or a really thick sweater that I can just borrow? Oh, uh, absolutely I do. I, I believe I have a Kevlar vest in my duffel bag, right, Serge? Uh, I believe that is part of your, yeah, that is part of your equipment. You have access so to So I'm going to take out a uh, the Kevlar vest from inside of my duffel bag. It probably has its own bag, to be honest with you. Uh, super pressed, almost never used. Uh, he gives it over to you. Do you do you want this? Because I feel like you probably... No, uh, I'd much rather you have it. Oh, um, me too. Thank God. Okay. And I'm going to instantly put it on. But um, I would uh, I would like to like try to leave a call to uh, my wife's phone. And just uh, if I don't get her, it just leave a nice message. It's pretty late at night, so I would assume you probably won't. Nah, she's either working or she's already knocked out. So I would just leave a very... Uh, like Just a uh, average message, lover, XOXO, and all that stuff. All right, so Boomer and Merit and Hyde, I need you all to roll D6s, and this will be removed from your willpower. Uh, four. I rolled a two. I got a two as well. You are going to subtract that from your willpower. Let's just get this out of the way. Tuck and Samael, you're going to be out until about 7.30, 8 a.m., Go ahead and I believe it's a constitution times five roll to see if you heal uh, after some sleep. Ooh, this is five. I do. My best stat. 81, I do not. Uh, Tuck, you will recover one hit point, but uh, Samael, you will not. Up to a solid four. Third of my hit points. It is... Close to 2, 2.30, and uh, Merit, you know it's time to go out and get warp. Hide, you know that it's time to go pick up warp. You both, <laughs> in your separate vehicles, go. What's Hyde been doing this entire time? Yeah, that is a good question. What have you been doing this whole time, Hyde? I actually want to call Thornbill. Uh, make a luck roll to see if they answer. 48. Thornbill picks up and says, Hello? I got some bones for you. Are you saying you have something of interest that I would want? Something of much interest. That's good. Have you informed your handler about this? Not yet. This is a situation where it's probably best they don't know. If you want the leg up you've been looking for. Where are you? Lansing, Michigan. I'm going to need some details. So when they first sent us out on Perennial, they brought us to Lansing, Michigan to do a simple cleanup job. And where we found that crystal that we gave over to you and those drugs, we found a body. And that body can do things I can't quite explain, but it knows things before. 
anything you've ever done, it knows it. It can know you by name. Never met it in your single life. I, I'm gonna have to make some calls, but uh, if you can capture it. That's what I hope to do. I think I have an idea. It wants something and I think I can require it, but I can't do it by myself. Is there any way you can help with resources? Let me call around and see. It might take me a day or two, though, to organize this. I mean, it's the middle of the night. I know. I understand. Well, see what you can do and get back to me. Isolate it. Keep it alive. And I'll get back to you as soon as I know. Okay. You got it, Doc. Anything else you're doing in those in that time? No, nah, probably just waiting at the airport, just at the <sighs> gate, just waiting for Warp to get off a plane. Oh, no. Agent Warp, you... Have a nice flight, mm-hmm. land without issue. <laughs> and when you finally have cell service, you have a text from Agent ha- uh, from Agent Tuck that says things have gotten bad. Contact us as soon as you as soon as you've landed. Okay, then I'm just gonna put in the in a group chat. I assume that we have that I've landed and call. Ooh, yeah, I'll, I would call Tuck. Tuck is asleep and does not pick up. Would I would I not have my phone on? Um, yeah, you probably would. I don't know. How deep of a sleeper is Tuck? Just give me a luck roll, Tuck. Uh, it's a 67. I don't wake up. No. So Tuck does not answer. Uh, you get your bags. You walk out. Mm. And you can see Agent Hyde's vehicle. Oh, then I start moving towards it. Merit, I think that it would make sense that you would have arrived around that time. You see Agent Warp walking towards Hyde's vehicle. Uh, I try and give her a call immediately. Okay. Can I pick up? Gaze, listen to me. Do not give that card. Why? Hyde has been compromised. I need you to come see me. Hyde sees you. I'm trying to keep my face together, but I'm already, like, not subtle. <laughs> um, I'm walking. Oh, so you get out of the car, Hyde? Oh, yeah, I was, I was out of the car. I was waiting. Has she made you? Yes. Fuck. Stay with her. Keep in contact. Tell me everything. She's not her. Merit, are you sure? No, we can't leave Warp with that. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm coming to you now. I'm we're coming to you now. I'm going to Warp. Ooh, ooh, is it Marlene? Hyde has reached you at this point. Hi. Warp, <gasps> come on. We gotta go. We don't got much time. Let's get in the car. Tell her you're on the phone with us. I'm actually talking to Merritt right now. Can I grab her phone and throw it? Make some opposed athletics checks. <gasps> nope. Trying to be wild. Oh. That's a success with a 13. Come on, Warpy. Mm-hmm. That's a fail with a 75. So just like uh, like lightning, Hyde snatches the phone and tosses it. Get in the car, Warp. I'm going to start busting it over there, but I'm at half speed, so it's not very fast. I'm running, I guess. I'm running. I'm going to push. Yeah, I'm going to push Warp in the car, and I'm going to get out of there. Okay. Warp and Hyde, just give me, uh, unless you don't resist Warp. I, I don't. I don't. Okay, so very quickly, you get into the car. Merritt and Boomer, Merritt, you're going to be at a minus 20 for this because of your speed, but let me have you both make dexterity rolls to see if you can get to the car in time. Okay. Come on, guys. Come on. I fail with an 85. 80. No! (laughs) You're just not fast enough. Hyde leaps in and peels out and drives off. What are you doing, Merritt and Boomer? I'm I'm running back into the car, obviously, and we're going to go after them. I'm going to call Mallory and tell her immediately. All right. 
As you are calling Mallory, you jump back into the vehicle and give chase. Hide, and who is driving on your your end? Boom. Yep, that's definitely me. All right, I need you both to make drive rolls, please. That's fair. That's a fail with a 92. I fail with a 73. You both fail. Hide, you are not able to shake them completely. You can see that they are a couple of cars back. They aren't necessarily on your tail yet. Let's have another round of drive rolls, unless you would like to do something to get rid of them. No, I'm going to try to keep driving, but I, I will look at Warp and, ple- and say, uh, could you please put on your seatbelt? <laughs> That's a fail with a 96. So pass with a 20. Nice. Last bitch. You are driving fast, Hyde. You are driving in the direction of the outskirts of town to the north, and Boomer is able to keep up. Warp, you have something that apparently is very precious to Marlene, and I need you to hand over whatever you have to me. And if you do, I will let you out of the car, and you can go away. Whatever you went to go to New York to get, whatever you still have on you, give it all to me, and nothing else will have to happen. Why are you doing this? I have to keep things safe. I'm just trying to keep us safe. Please, Warp. Just give me everything you have. I will let you out of the car right now. Warp, you have the reel-to-reel tape. You have all of the bombing corkboard, and you have the knife. I'm going to reach into my bag, because it's in the bag. The knife is in the bag of wool, so it's just going to look like I'm pulling wool out. Um, And I'm going to decide that I just want her to stop driving. Oh. Hyde, you see Warp's hand suddenly tear through the bag, and emerging out of it is the knife that she kept on her. Warp, you are going to make an attack at plus 20 against Hyde. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What's the... Uh... Yeah! Come on! It's a melee weapon, plus 20. So you have a 50% chance of succeeding. Oh, she's in so much danger. It's a luck roll. Come on. You can do it. I believe in you. Dude, that's a 15! No! Yes! Woo! Please roll 2d8. 2d8? You could- She could kill her! Oh, it's too late to say shit like non-lethal. Ha! Ha! It's a heart knife, dude! I don't think it comes in that flavor. It's a seven. Okay. Okay. Okay, she's alive. Here's what happens. The blade tears through the bag, and it. your intention was, I want her to stop driving. The blade goes up and drives into her wrist and tears through her wrist. Hi, you have lost seven health. I need you to make a constitution times five roll or be stunned. I'm so sorry, I, I'm so sorry. I, you, I, I, um, I succeed with a 31. You are not stunned but you are in an incredible amount of pain and I need you to make a drive roll. <laughs> oh, that disadvantage. Shush, Eric! No, <laughs> <laughs> they clash! If they clash! I fail with a 48. Oh! Yeah, Boomer, you see Hyde's vehicle suddenly swerve uncontrollably all along the road. I think you fail high enough that you go off-road, Hyde. I mean, if I can try to stop the vehicle, uh, I would like to stop the vehicle. Just give me a, give me another drive roll. See if you can come to a stop without crashing. 
Oh, it's an eight. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, yeah, it's an eight. It's an eight. All right, so you successfully Fuck. get back in control of the vehicle and then just kind of come skidding to a stop off to the side. You guys are on like an, an interstate uh, or, or something like that. So several vehicles around you are swerving around your vehicle. Um, Boomer, I'm going to ask that you make a drive roll as well. So Agent Warp and Agent Hyde, could I ask that you both make sand tests to see how you fare in this moment? I succeed with an 11. I also got an 11. That's a nine! Nice. You nearly smash into the back of some random person, but you swerve out of the way and you're able to pull off to the side. Now there are both your vehicles on the side of the road. Uh, Warp, what is your uh, dexterity? Uh, 14, yeah, 70. All right, she has pulled off to the side of the road. What are you doing? Unbuckling my fucking seatbelt and trying to get out of the car. Hyde, you're close enough if you want to try to pin her or something, you can attempt to do that. Yeah, because I still, or can I just like grab her belongings? I, I'd rather gra- keep the things that she has than her herself. Make a uh, un- make an athletics check or an unarmed combat. And this is going to be against warp. So warp, whether you want unarmed combat or athletics, whichever is higher. I will go with unarmed, I will go with unarmed combat. That is a success with a 47. That's a, ooh, shit, that's a failure with a 99. Oh, no. It's a critical failure. Hyde is able to pull your personal belongings. You still have the knife, but you kind of tumble out of the car with the knife, and I need you to make a dexterity roll. If you fail this, you potentially cut yourself with the knife. That's a fail with a 72. Roll a d8. Everyone's getting hit tonight. (laughs) Four. You tumble out of the vehicle, and when the dust settles, the knife has been planted into your uh, thigh. Ah. Not terribly deep, but it has definitely broke the skin. Let's go with um, Merit and Boomer. Either one of you can go first. What are you doing? You see Warp tumbling out. Do I ram the car? I'm asking Merritt really quick. Do I ram the fucking car? Yes, yes. Don't hit warp. Go to the back, the the bumper. Just give me a drive roll to see how effective this is. Come on, dude. You got this. Come on. It's a stationary target. You got it. Kill hide. 60. Fuck. Met failed. All that happens is you rev the engines, but it's just not far enough between the two vehicles to gain enough speed. You smash into the back. The vehicle does kind of lurch forward a little bit. It does not clear warp. You both in the vehicle are going to take four damage reduced to two. Okay. Hyde, I assume you were wearing a seatbelt? I was wearing a seatbelt. Yes, I was. Okay, you're only going to take one point of damage. Okay. As your neck snaps back (laughs) from the sudden hit. And warp, you're inches from this crash. I'm booking it towards them, but like staying back in case they decide to like pull some shit again, but I'm heading towards them. Okay, before we get to there, Merit, technically you have a turn if you'd like to do something. Okay, I'm gonna bail out of the car and I'm not even bothering with the cane. I wanna see if I can push it um, and get to the front door where I know Hyde's seated and pull the SIG on her. I think what you can do is you can get up to the passenger side and see Hyde. Good enough, good enough. And uh, passenger side's open, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so then I'll point the SIG in through the passenger side at Hyde. We are back at the top of the initiative. Hyde, what are you doing? You have a gun pulled on you. I, I, I'm, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna, I, 
I know that if I do move, he's gonna shoot me, and that defeats the purpose. So I, with one hand, with <laughs> one good hand, is gonna raise it off the wheel of the car. You understand if you try anything, that I'll do it, right? Yeah, Merritt, I know what you're capable of. Then I want you to unbuckle your seatbelt. I want you to open your front door as slowly as possible. And then I want you to stand out of this car. If you're wielding a gun, I want you to remove it and throw it on the floor. If you try anything else at any time, I promise you, there will be no hesitation. I'm gonna slowly reach for the belt, seatbelt buckle and unbuckle it. I'm gonna turn the car off. I'm going to put down my knife as well as my gun, and I will slowly exit the vehicle. In the meantime, Boomer, you can see there's like three cars that almost crashed into Hyde's car that are pulled off to the side of the highway. There are several cars slowing down. You guys are in the middle of a highway. We'll say we're out of initiative, but what are we doing? I'm gonna I'm gonna pop the trunk really quick, go to the back, because they usually have those road kits with the little flares and the cones and shit try to put a facade like a stupid person right there like i anyone's asking questions i'm gonna be like keep moving along like i got it thank you we got police are coming and i'm gonna put like cones okay make a persuade roll please work i'm not even that persuasive ah oh, oh, 27 it's a 20 only i failed yeah eventually folks who are probably a little more pissed that they almost got into an accident, some of the folks that are ahead of you, notice that there is some kind of tension. Uh, Hyde is bleeding profusely from her arm. Uh, Warp and Merritt seem to be riled up. Warp has, or Merritt has his weapon out. Um, folks are calling the cops. Ah, fuck! All right, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do it. Merritt. I know. I need you to get into the car. I can. I just need you to help her or we're going to die. Help who? I need you to help hide. What do you mean? It's a really complicated story, man. Do we really have to do that? I'm bleeding from the arm. And if you don't stop the bleeding, you're never going to see hide again. So I just need you to help hide. You can help her by getting in that car. I'm going to take care of you. Okay. I'm going to get in the car. Yeah, slowly, slowly, with both, with one hand up, I'm just gonna walk in the car, get in the car. Sergio, are the reel-to-reel tapes, all that shit, still in Hyde's car? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna scoop all of that up as fast as I can and get it back over to Boomer uh, and everything. Um, I was gonna say, Warp, yeah, Warp is limping back into the car. Oh, I'm so sorry. That, that would be my first priority, probably, is removing the knife and making sure Warp's okay. Don't, don't pull it. Yeah, don't, don't, don't touch it. Just leave it. Just, just leave. I understand. I just want to know that you're going to stay awake. Are you? Are you conscious? Yeah. She's going to get in the car with you. Are you all right with that? No. Quickly. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Yes. Yes. Sit in the passenger side next to Boomer. And then I'm going to go to Boomer's side and tell, uh, if you could get in the car, I'm going to pass you the, the handgun. I have to go collect the evidence from inside of that car. Then as soon as I get back, we're driving away as fast as we can. Do we want to take the two cars really quick? You get in that car or I get in that car? Uh, is it in the shape to drive, Sergio? Boomer's car is fine. Hyde's car is is fine, yeah. Then I'll look at Warp, you know, realizing that as Boomer's saying it. Actually, change of plans. Warp, do you feel up to driving? Yeah. Of course. Ooh, stabbed leg, stabbed leg, stabbed leg. I don't know if that's good. And it's fine. I can do it. It doesn't matter. What do you need me to do? Well, 
Boomer, then you can drive hides if you don't want warp driving. Yeah, I'll drive that because then I want to be in the car with hide. So I'm going to get in the, I'll get in that and I'll just, if you need, I'll start taking off. So then warp, you can sit in the passenger side with me and hide can ride in the back. Fine. So Boomer's driving by themselves while Merit drives the other vehicle with warp and hide. Exactly. And where are you heading? The hotel? Nah, not if they're going to follow us. Um, I want to go as remote as possible. I'm proficient in police uh, tailing situations and and, and that sort of thing. So I want to make sure that I can go through the motions of how I can keep them off our trails. The two vehicles leave the scene of the accident, much to the chagrin of all of the vehicles that are currently on the highway. You, You see somebody kind of throwing their hands up in the air, watching you guys pull off and you leave. It's about 4 a.m. So I probably would have given the handgun to Warp just to keep trained on Hyde. Um, While I'm driving, I'm going to give a call to Mallory. Our fourth call of the night. (laughs) She answers after the first ring. Case handler, there's a situation, emergency. (laughs) You can stop saying there's a situation. I know there's a situation. (laughs) It's even worse. I need you to understand. I have Hyde in the car. She's near death. I have warp. She's back with us. Uh, there's a situation. The, the fucking highway. We were on the highway. We we came off uh, off road and crashed two rental cars. And now everyone in Lansing, Michigan, knows where the fuck we are, who we are, and what's happening. I've got one person who's about to die, another who stabbed herself in the leg, and the other one. She's okay, but still, <laughs> I need help as soon as possible. I don't know if I can call in a favor right now, but look, we have two options. Either we lay low or we get the fuck out of town right now. Things are getting increasingly too hot. If we leave, that that thing's still out there, Mallory. Yes, I understand that. All right, look, in the meantime, I'm just, I'm going to wake up the other agents and maybe we can just rendezvous somewhere else. Where are we meeting you? Somewhere new, somewhere that no one has seen us at yet. Give me, uh, give me a couple minutes and maybe I can find a, a, a motel on the outskirts of town. Mallory, Hyde's going to die and I don't know first aid. I, I, I think Tuck has some, uh, some experience with that. Maybe I'll, I'll wake her up. Okay. Agent Tuck and Samael. Tuck specifically, I'm going to have to ask you to retract that one point of healing. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm going to ask that you both roll D6s as you are woken up by Mallory, unable to get sleep and your willpower is going to be affected by it. One. One. All right, you both lose one willpower. I have no willpower. <laughs> oh, no. no. So Samael is in a unconscious, semi-conscious state. So Tuck and Mallory have to work together awesome. to get him up, get him ready. You grab whatever bags you have. Merit and Boomer pull up with the vehicles. Tuck and Mallory bring Samael out, put him into one of the vehicles. We put him in the back of Boomer's car because no one's going to be sitting back there. I sit in the back with Hyde and Mallory gets in with uh, Boomer. You all pile in and Mallory says to you, Merit, there's a there's a motel about an hour north. Let's let's just get going. Okay. I'll, I'll start working on Hyde's wrist. I think at this point, Mallory probably would have suggested that Hyde be cuffed. Uh, I have a pair of cuffs. E- even over the injury? Once I have her bandaged and everything. Uh, I think once the injury has taken a look at. So, Tuck, go ahead and roll a first aid kit or first aid roll. What are my most hidey dice? Probably this one. And <laughs> this 
Priorities. That's a success with a 23. Hide, you may roll a d4, and you are healed by that much. Ooh, four. Thank you. There's no justice in this world. There's no justice in this universe. <laughs> uh, you, you have more hit points than I do right now. <laughs> Slowly, the sun begins to rise. The sky begins to light up. When you eventually, after about an hour of driving, pull up to a rinky-dink Motel 6. They, she signs the paperwork, does everything that needs to be done, and you are all brought into the same hotel room. Hyde is cuffed and sits on the bed, and Mallory begins grilling you, Hyde. What the fuck is going on with you? Why did you risk everything? She's sick. She referred to herself in the third person when I apprehended her. Who am I speaking to? Mm, I mean, I like to call myself Zeeks, so I guess you can call me that. And what do you want, Zeeks? I just want to keep Hyde safe. And risking this entire mission was part of that plan? Well, no. But I definitely got a lot further than what we were doing in the five minutes that I've been around. How? How did you get farther? I got an invitation. An address. What do you mean? I know where to find Marlene or where she expects me to find her. Under a condition. And what was the condition? Warp. She wanted warp? I think it was something that warp has. Warp, what do you have on you? The tapes. Can I also be trying to fix up warp's leg now, too? Yes. You think it was the tapes? Not just the tapes. What else did you get? She looks at Mallory. The board and the knife. A knife? What knife? She just... Gestures. <laughs> about this time, Tuck pull. I, I succeeded on my first data roll. So about this time, Tuck pulls it out and immediately starts putting pressure on it. <laughs> that nice. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Warp, if you want to roll a uh, d4. Agent Samuel, could you please give me a con times five roll to determine if you now have a permanent injury? Yeah, I'm fucked. 27 out of 50. That's a success. <laughs> When, when you feel better, you will not have a limp or a, a, a hunchback or something. A four. It was just basically, it was basically just the, you know, flesh wound. It, it didn't go too deep into the muscle or anything. Just hurts like hell. You found this knife at the cabin. Yeah. But these tapes, no one's listened to these tapes. I can listen to them now. I don't think we leave this room until we finish listening to these tapes and know for sure what the hell we're dealing with. But question before we do that, what the hell are you, Zeke's? Like... What are we dealing with? I'm a person. What the fuck do you think I am? I think, I think maybe it's a personality disorder. Oh, sorry, Zeke's. And I'll be. It's a response to stress. Would be my guess. Wanting to keep Hyde safe certainly tracks with that. Hmm. She remotely recognized me as friendly in apprehension. Didn't harm Warp directly when she could have and so far has been living up to that word, trying to keep Hyde safe. I am actually sorry I, I stabbed you. I did want to stab you, though. This knife, it, it was the one used in the ritual by Clyde, right? Yes. Or as, as far as we guessed? It, um, it, it is, and it comes with some buffs. One particular buff. I, I, like I said, I, I'm not a fighter, um, but it, you kind of just have to believe it and it happens. 
Like it does it does it itself. <laughs> like it wants to do what you want it to do. Exactly. That call that I made over the break, Tuck. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh, what was that? What's that exchange? What is that? I learned what the knife was for on someone who broke into my home. Non-consequential. It doesn't matter. You used this thing before tonight? Just the once. Hyde's phone begins to ring. Oh, that's probably her. She's probably wondering where I'm at. We have an option here. Either Hyde answers as though we have nothing to do with this, or we answer collectively. For now, let it be Hyde. Just answer it. They already know we're here. They already read our minds. They'll read... You don't have... We don't know how close they have to be here, though. I think you should answer it. I'll walk up to the phone as long as Mallory's okay with this. I walk up to the phone, answer it, and then put it on speaker right by Hyde's uh, face. You do that, and there's silence. Hello? Where are you? Just a minor setback. Do you know how hard it is to convince a person to get inside of a car? Sometimes it requires just a little bit of extra effort. But I am on the way. I look at everybody. When can I expect you? Uh, whatever, whenever I get there, as soon as possible. I'm moving with much haste. I wish you were close so I could read your mind and know whether you're lying to me or not. Oh, distance makes the heart fonder, though. Yes. I've been spending all month thinking about all of you. Mm. Well, we'll see each other soon enough. Not if I see you first. And she hangs up. She's very dramatic. Uh, She has a range. How many of those tapes do we have and how long are they? You look at the FBI tapes that you have. Uh, It is a single kind of long reel that is on a tape player. And it says there's about 20 hours of uh, audio. Holy oh, nutbags. Um, if we me. divvy this up between our researchers, how long do we think that will take? There's only one tape. Mm. Should one person stay behind and watch the tape and the rest go? I think the tape is what she wants. You think she wants the tape? It's got the information about her on it, I bet. That's my guess. She doesn't want the tape. My concern is that if she wanted the tapes... We were already split up. She knew that some of us were in New York. Couldn't she have come for it? Wouldn't it have been something that was on our person? No, she, we know what she wants. She wants the knife. But but could there be something on the tape that could give us a clue? That's the only reason why I would suggest watching the tape. What did she ask for specifically? She just said that you have what she wants. So, and if you had it all this time, then I assume it's the knife. Tuck, you recall that as she was choking you out, she said, ah, she looked at you as if she kind of peered through you, said, ah, so that's who has it. Oh, I thought she was talking about the necklace. The necklace. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, I retract my previous statement. I definitely agree that the knife is it. When she was trying to kill me, she said, ah, that's who has it. And I'm guessing that was talking about the knife. So we use it to kill her. I'm just going to point out that there are all three security agents are physically compromised. Oh, God! I'm the only one? I mean, you don't have to be. I'm not saying y'all... I'm not advocating for sending a researcher in to do a security agent's job, but... I feel fit for duty. I'm slower, but that hasn't stopped me. And I'm expected to show. Where is the location? 
We have to go back to Lansing for it. It's a warehouse. Is it far from the town? It's on the outskirts of the town. If we go, she'll know that we're trying something. At least when we get close enough, she'll be able to read our minds. She'll know that that Hyde is against her. Mallory speaks up and says, which is why all of this planning before we actually know what we're up against is foolish. Someone needs to just sit here and listen to these tapes. I'm willing to do it if, if I'm the only one. Mallory, Sam, do you both want to stay behind and watch the tapes? Sam is unconscious. I am unconscious. <laughs> yeah. He's unconscious, so you can... I, I, I think it's good if we all wait. If we can tell Marlene we don't have it and stall for time, then we can get the day to research, we can get the day to build our cover up again and stay far away from Lansing where we've caused yet another disturbance with the police and go in there with an understanding of what this is. That was our first mistake at the cabin. We thought we knew better. We need to know that we don't. Start the tapes now. Y'all start planning what you're gonna tell her. What, like, what can you what can you tell her besides? Warp got away. I mean, it doesn't really matter. She's going to. She doesn't know where I am. And she can't read us from this distance. And we're far out of Lansing, so we. I assume we. And she doesn't know where we went. That's true. And the police will cause some chaos for her. Anyway, she'll probably have to lay low herself or have trouble finding us. Or she's going to cause more chaos and kill more people. That is a given no matter what we do. That's true. I feel we have a little bit of wiggle room before Marlene can get in touch with us. But we have what she wants, so she's not going to go way far. Okay. She needs us. Mm-hmm. Start listening, then. Play. You all sit down after having a wild night. You put the tape deck on the dresser drawer and you all find a place and you hit play. And we'll find out what's on that tape next session. Oh, you uh, motherfucker. I knew it. Come on. It was it's movie night. It's Wednesday, June 3rd at 9 a.m., and the members of the Michigan Phenomenex message boards have gathered in the home of Margaret Gaylord Breen. Margaret posted early in the morning that the group needed to meet at her place as soon as possible. Now, she can't seem to wipe the grin from her face as everyone settles in. Fellow patriots, I have incredible news. Dave Moretti chews on a McMuffin and speaks up. What did you mean by your post, Margaret? The phoenix has risen? Margaret continues. I was witness to a miracle this morning. Rich Stevens lifts his Guy Fox mask and asks, Well, what is it, Margaret? Phoenix visited me this morning. She's here now and she wants to meet you all. Jay adjusts his glasses before responding. Phoenix is here? Mike 
still dressed in his military fatigues, butts in. Well, where is she? She's very weak, so I'll have to help her out of bed, but I'll be right back. Margaret steps out of the room, leaving the others puzzled. Psst. Hey, check her lamps. Make sure she ain't bugged, like he said. Margaret returns, assisting a dark-haired woman wearing a bathrobe. Everyone, this is Phoenix. What's wrong with her? Dave leans forward. Wait, she seems familiar. Where have we seen her before? Margaret interrupts. It's Erica Young. At, at least it was. Before Phoenix chose to inhabit her body. That's impossible. The corpse of Erica speaks. Gaze upon my wounds and know the power of your god. The corpse opens her robe and reveals the sutures that cover her chest in a Y pattern. The group is stunned into silence. David, I know you cheat on your spouse when you are away. Rich, you steal from the company you work for. Jay, you harass the women who reject you. And Mike, you pose as a soldier, though you were unfit to join the military. I know all your sins, but absolve you of them now, for I am an angel of the Lord, who has been sent to command his armies against the agents of the devil. Each man is humbled by the secrets this entity somehow knows. Margaret whispers, Praise be to God. She bows and kisses the cold blue fingers of the walking corpse. One by one, each member of Phenomenex bows to their new master. You have been in communication with one of these agents, an Orson Bradham. He is a killer who has murdered children for his dark gods. And today, we will make an example of him. 